Are you struggling to make your first 100K or next? Are you pretending you're successful but barely getting by? Are you tired of comparing yourself to millionaires and billionaires who make it look so easy? Welcome to First 100K, the number one entrepreneur voice in America. I talk about the important things that no one else is talking about, like how to make your first $100,000, because I believe this is where 90% of entrepreneurs get stuck. And I tackle the mental game of entrepreneurship that we all secretly struggle with but won't admit. My guests are successful entrepreneurs who share their mistakes, their number one fears, their daily habits, and their superpowers that push them over the 100K mark. I'm your host, your coach, your friend, Joseph Warren. I'm also a 10-time failed entrepreneur and the owner of two co-working spaces here in Tampa, Florida. This show was created for you, the entrepreneur who's pushing to break through the elusive 100K milestone. Wherever you are in your business, you're just 100K away. Do you wish growing a business was easier? Are you feeling frustrated that it's taking so long to make your first 100K? I used to feel the same way until I discovered the one thing that was missing. It wasn't more marketing tips or strategies. It wasn't reading more business books and it wasn't learning more stuff. I could show you what's holding you back and blocking your success if you like. Typical side effects include higher income, peace of mind, loving relationships, real connection with God, freedom from addictions, purpose, fulfillment, and a brand new lifestyle. It all starts by scheduling a spiritual clarity call with me to get clarity on what you want right now in your life and to see if we want to work together. Visit josephwarren.net forward slash possibilities to learn more. That's josephwarren.net forward slash possibilities. Today, my featured guest is Abigail Tiefenthaler, and you can find her at sweetspotstrategies.com. That's sweetspotstrategies.com. Now, Abigail and I met months and months ago, and we've become friends. Um, I remember meeting her at a business conference, and she just had this glowing personality about her, very approachable, and those are the types of people I'm attracted to. So we ended up chatting, and we just hit it off immediately. I've had her on my other show, Broken Catholic, and now she's here on First 100K, and we're going to talk about entrepreneurship and business and how she made her first $100,000. Now, she's a branding specialist. This is what she does. And most of you, Startup Nation, you don't have your brand aligned with your offers most of the time. You don't have your brand aligned with who you are, your actual personal identity. So there's this conflict going on and other people see it, but you don't. So Abigail kind of works within that space. She helps you connect the brand, marketing, and sales steps so that all activities are aligned for your maximum success. Now, she's had her own success with past companies. She's hit a million dollars in some of her previous companies. And in her current company, she's going to talk about some of the struggles she's been through. So, Abigail, welcome to the show. Go ahead and fill in some of the gaps in that intro, would you? Oh, yeah. There's, there's a lot of gaps. Uh, 22 years as an entrepreneur, first and foremost. And um, I did. I started a business in 1997 
and it was a promotional products business. And um, I don't remember actually the day I made my first 100K, but mm. my second year I did a million in sales. That's amazing. It, it, it really is when you think about the promotional products margins and, and whatnot. But, um, you know, not without its consequences and not without its sacrifices. And, and, you know, this was not just me going out there and showing up. It was really a family effort. Mm. Um, and, and I say that because I, I think that's kind of the number one, you know, thing that a lot of entrepreneurs forget is the support of their community, their family is, is so critical. You know, once they realize, oh, wait, we're, mom's making money, we get to go to Disney, you know, <laughs> the kids become a little quieter when you're on the phone with a client, right? Oh, or, there you go. They see what's in it for them. They see what's in it for them, you know. Um, and interestingly enough, it was my husband who got me my first promotional products job. Well, that's so, so cool. You know, that's, uh, you know, that's kind of, Telling people what you do and why you do it is really a great step in getting into the community mm. in terms of what you want to do, what you want to build. And there's a huge difference between being a hobbyist and being a business owner. And what's that difference to you if you summed it up really quickly and concisely? Um, you know, it's, it's a commitment to making things happen mm. and it, a willingness to do necessarily what you need to do to get where you want to go. And it's actually a flip of a switch that happens in your head because this is what happens a lot of times. Entrepreneurs start businesses, they come up with a great idea, and then they start going out and selling it, mm -hmm. right? So the benefit of me starting a business 15, 16 years into my career was that I had had 15 years of branding and marketing skill development and, and work with major clients. So I really understood where gaps happen the biggest gap happens in the brand. Mm. And that's, that's my area of expertise. Because if you don't have your brand sure and steady, everything from that tree becomes poisonous fruit. So yeah. it's hard for you to create a marketing plan because you don't know who you're targeting. It's hard for you to create a marketing message because you don't know mm. what their primary pain points are. And so when then you go, you kind of say, okay, well, I'm going to skip that point because I'm ready to sell. But now you go into selling and you always feel like a salesperson. Mm. Great salespersons, people have great conversations because their person that's pros their prospect that's coming to them has already determined who I am, what I do, who I do it for, why I do it and why they've got that pain and want to talk to me and why they're willing to have that pain fixed. Mm. So at the point in which we have a sales conversation, now we're just seeing if we're a good fit, right? Now we're just seeing if this is the right time, if they're ready and committed to do the work that I'm going to want them to do to get them where they need to go. This is so true. I, I recently started a spiritual coaching business right back in January. And I know you probably don't know that because we haven't seen each other since then. It's been and a while. I, yeah. And it's been the first time I'm doing uh, an actual business around coaching. Right. And I'm coaching my clients in different areas of the life spiritually, but there's also it's sprinkled with business, right? So, um, you know, if they're not at the 100K, I help them quickly get to that, et cetera. And what you're saying is so darn true. Most of my sales conversations are literally, let's just see if, uh, we're, if we want to work together. 
by the end. There's no sales pitch. There's no anything. It's like, here's my offer. Here's what I charge for it. And is this the right time? Right. And do we want to work together? We already know we're a fit. I, they already know the value I bring, et cetera. And it's so effortless. And almost every single sales conversation is a yes. Right. Right. And that means that you're marketing yourself well. That means that you're showing up. Marketing is the people mover of the business, plain and simple. And enough, enough people don't understand that. It really is designed to get a prospect to be wanting to know more about you, to reach out and pick up the phone or schedule a meeting or whatever to go to the next step. Sales conversations are two-way conversations. Mm -hmm. So if you're not in that sales conversation, um, you always feel like you're selling. Yeah. And so what happens then? Oh, Joseph's not ready. Okay. Um, oh, so-and-so, you know, didn't return my call. This person's ghosting me. I gave a proposal three months ago and I can't get them to follow up. This has, this is happening. This is somebody went with somebody else. And, and what does that do to your self-confidence as an well, entrepreneur? That's it. It's, it's to, you know, you feel dejected. You feel, you feel like, first of all, what you're doing is wrong, or you feel like an mm. imposter, or you feel like this isn't worth the effort. And it's, um, it, it's so interesting to me because there's nothing wrong with what you're offering, unless there's a fundamental flaw to it that you would have probably identified if you had gone through the what-if sequencing of the offer. It's the manner in which you're showing up and mm -hmm. that's your brand. So mm -hmm. it, it all comes back to, so um, when I started my promotional products business, I called everyone, I told everyone. And you know what? I never asked for a business. I always asked to have a seat at the table. I always said to them, you know, I would love to be one of your suppliers. I'd love for you to see how I work, you know, test me on, on a project, let's see how it goes. I don't even care if I get the business, but I want you to understand that I am gonna be there for you when you need me, how you need me, at the price you need me, and deliver it on time. Now, Abigail, hearing that, that occurs as a very human conversation to me. It does not occur as a sales pitch. No, no, and it isn't. And most people were, you know, because this was the biggest, the, the biggest response I got when I was trying to sell something that somebody else already delivers for them mm -hmm. is I like my supplier. Correct. So it's a little different than in coaching, but you know, I like my supplier and I say, and I would respond, I'm thrilled. You know, loyalty is, is, a, is a small, is loyalty is, you know, very valuable to me. Mm -hmm. Someday I'd love you to say that about me. So you don't go head to head and make them wrong about loving their supplier. You agree with them and say, I think it's awesome that you have that loyalty. Well, and this is what I also know to be true. There's going to come a point where your supplier is too busy or your supplier says they can't deliver something. And you know what? If I've got to pull a hockey trick or, you know, a hat trick or something like mm -hmm. that, give me the chance to at least say it can't be done. Because I will tell you, if I can't do it, it can't be done. And I was so confident in yeah. that moment. Um, I got a lot of business and big clients. You know, like Alamo Rent-A-Car and banks wow. and, and schools and, and things like that. So, And I, I get why, because that's really difficult to say no to. Right. Like the, yeah, way you're the way you're presenting it is no risk. It gives them another option. 
and you're presenting it in terms of, hey, things happen. There's nothing wrong with your supplier. I think it's great. Keep using that supplier. But, you know, life happens. And of course, like we all get, they may be too busy one time or they may, this may happen, like you said, and you want to have a backup like me. Just give me a seat at the table. Startup Nation, I really want you to listen to the way Abigail is presenting her sales conversation. How can you model or borrow some of what she's saying, the language, the verbiage, and apply it to your own business? Whether you're in a coaching business or you're just a straight product business or service business, how do you apply that sales conversation and turn it into a conversation, a back and forth, like Abigail is saying, not a monologue where you're pitching and pushing and aggressive. That's why you're getting dejected, rejected, and your confidence is being shaken and you're starting to doubt yourself and feel like an imposter, all these other feelings. It's because you're not presenting yourself as an equal. You're not presenting yourself as, I truly have value. You want me on your team. And I I may come up with an idea that nobody else has thought of. There you go. Because, you know, this is it. The human nature is, is we eventually get complacent. Yes. So, you know, the first time somebody cleans your house, they do a great job. The 15th time somebody cleans your house, they go, oh, well, they're never in this room. I can just kind of do a quick, and I'm not trying to, you know, lambast cleaners because. No, but that's human nature you're, you're speaking to. Right. So, yeah. And I mean, I was never a contract, you know, I never was on retainer. So I always was as only good as my last job. Mm. You know, and um, so, so that was the promotional products business. And I ran it for 16 years and I closed it in 2012 and started my consulting business, Sweet Spot Strategies in 2013. So let's talk about that. So where yeah. are you right now with Sweet Spot Strategies? 13 um, to 19, six years, going into six years. Yep. How Next. long did it take you to make your first 100K? Four four years in this business to 100k and And i'll tell you and i'll tell you it's come from being a little bit of a gig a a gig supplier so it's come from multiple places okay multiple revenue streams yes okay got it and uh approximately what gross revenue did your consulting business do in the past 12 months um i probably did about 100 grand i mean i've been consistently Okay, got it. So it took you four years to get to 100K and now you're maintaining just over the 100K mark, et cetera. Do you see yourself growing and expanding this or is it more of a lifestyle business where you're like, you know what, I'm very comfortable with my six figures and this is all I want to do? Actually, um, I've been working with a partner and we are really excited about one of the programs that we're launching and um, I'm in the middle of a health issue. So as soon as I get to the other side of this health issue where I can start not being so distracted, <laughs> not having chemo brain and, and not dealing with some craziness. Um, we're, we're talking about, you know, how do we build that to a half a million? All right. So if with your permission, Abigail, I'd like to speak about what you're going through right now, obviously not a deep dive, but I really want to speak about it in the entrepreneurial context or the business context. Sure. Because sure, I'm still working. Okay. So uh, really quickly in two or three sentences, uh, share with my audience what health issues you're going through right now, where you're currently at, residing, et cetera. I um, was diagnosed with uh, MDS leukemia in, at the end of December. 
and I went through three rounds of therapy, chemotherapy to get me to a place where um, my body was ready to handle a stem cell transplant. And I was lucky, my brother is my donor. And um, uh, so now my stem cell transplant took place on April 25th. And I've been at the Mayo Clinic in Jacksonville since April 18th and um, will be released somewhere between 75 and 100 days after the stem cell. Once they've, you know, I have a bone marrow biopsy next week to see how his cells are kind of taking over my body. Um, but I will tell you, I've 32 days of nausea and itching and not being able to talk or eat or drink or um, it's been a, it's been a interesting rough road and yet I've still managed to, to do some business while I've been in here. Um, you know, so, just mustered up and do it. All right. So you came on to this podcast because we had scheduled this months ago. It was confirmed. Uh, and I think you respect me enough not to do a last minute cancel, et cetera. And you showed up, you're at the Mayo Clinic facility there. You're on their internet broadband with your laptop. And on the inside, I'm guessing you're, you're feeling some health stuff right now. And you're not feeling like doing this, but you showed up anyway. Tell me why and how that applies to business success. Um, I, I showed up, number one, because I respect you. And I showed up, number two, because I respect me and I respect my word. So it's really important to me. Um, and how it relates to businesses, you know, we are not always 100% every day of the week. And one of the things, again, another entrepreneurial myth is that we get to work when we want, where we want, mm. and with whom we want. And I always say, you know, we get to work when there's work. And so um, I never want to miss an advantage to introduce myself to someone else. Um, I love doing what I do. And I love helping people and getting them to understand just how important and, and sometimes how simple the brand branding process is. So um, I get but, that. So thank you. First off, right, for being here at Startup Nation, I really want you to hear that because there are days you don't want to go and do the very thing that you say you want to do, right? Your business. And you only want to go when you feel like it. Let's be honest. You'd rather be at the beach most of the time, you know? But what do you do? Like, do you show up on the days you do not feel like doing the work? Do you show up and do it anyway? Do you show up like Abigail? Like she's got real reasons not to be on this podcast right now. Like true health reasons not to be here. And I respect and acknowledge her so much because she's showing up here. She's not feeling her best. She's probably not looking her best the way she would want, right? Let's just be real about what's real, right? She put a hat on. Why? Because there's, you know, hair loss and all the other stuff that comes with chemo. And God bless her, man. Like she showed up and she's doing the work. And it, the question is, are you willing to do that? Do you really want what you say you want? Do you really want to create the life you say you want to create? Or are you just talking out your ear, right? Let's just be real about it. It's true. All right, Abigail, it's, what shows up for you in that? Well, it, I mean, it, it, it's all true because, you know, what are you willing to do to get where you want to go? Plain and simple. To me, failure was never an option. Mm. First couple of years that I started Sweet Spot, though, I will tell you, I really struggled. 
And I struggled because I didn't have my brand down. Mm. You know, it's hard to identify your brand sometimes on your own, as smart as you may be or as knowledgeable as you may be, um, which- You're, you're you too know, close to it. You're too close to it. And it, it also, our goal is not to, you know, be some glossed over version of some other business owner. Our goal is really to take that thing that makes us so different and um, amplify it, be, it, right? And amplify it, exactly. That's the, the, a perfect word for it. You know, the, 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 the woman who starts a home health business, every woman in the world who had, you know, excuse me, lost their grandmother or their mother or saw terrible things happen or insurance issues, who starts a home health business, they're all the same. But the woman who was there because she used to go see her Nana, you know, in a, in a nursing home and, and every time she saw her Nana, she was like in a corner, isolated from everybody else. That was the spark. So what's the spark of your business? Because somewhere down the line, it's gonna resonate with the person you want to work with. Mm, I really get that. All right, Abigail, let's get down into some uh, strategies and tips, right? Your sweet spot strategies. So what are your top three tips or strategies that you use to get to your first 100K in this business, as well as maybe your promotional business, your first 100K to your first 1 million? What are your top three tips or strategies that Startup Nation can apply to their business and make their first 100K in the next 12 months? What do you got? Um, probably a lot of strategies your other guests have already said, but um, number one, I would say make a commitment to do it. And the reason why you have to make that commitment is because there are going to be a ton of sucky times. Mm -hmm. And if you really don't have your eye on the prize and you don't know what that prize is and you're sitting there going, well, I'd like to, I wish I, I, you know, want to, those aren't the words you need. You need to say, Today, I'm going to make five phone calls. Today, I'm going to um, you know, get out there and, and network. Today, my goal is to meet one person on social media that I can connect with. So number one, you've got to make the commitment to do it. If not, you're a hobbyist, plain and simple, and there's nothing wrong with being a hobbyist, but then don't go comparing yourself to the person who's putting in 10-time effort. Correct. Or complaining, why isn't it working for me? Etc. Yeah. All right. What's your number two? Number two is um, don't give up. I mean, just, mm. you know, it's just a part of make the commitment. So I guess I, um, number two is. But give us know, a real strategy, right? I don't want the tangibles. I mean, intangibles. Right. Uh, um, like a real strategy you applied, like I went out and specifically did this yeah. and, and it turned into this result. Yeah, I, you know, I never accepted no as an answer. Okay. So I would follow up with people. I would follow up with people months and months and months and months later. People thought I was crazy, you know, um, but I still will follow up with someone for a year and, you know, just say, hey, I, I, you know, I know I sound like a broken record or I hope I'm not hounding, you know, something cute or, or funny, but I just really would love to, you know, find out what you're doing and what you ended up doing and, and where you are now. And in the coaching business, that's a great, that's a great way to um, you know, reconnect because a lot of times people do nothing. Yeah, that's so exactly six, it. So six months goes by and, and they're finally ready to hear the message. So yeah. always follow up. 
You know, you know never... it's interesting you say that because uh, in the coaching space, uh, the few clients that have been like, hey, I'm not ready yet. Uh, the reason was I'm already working with another coach and I really don't want to let them down or the loyalty thing, kind of like you said. And I was like, hey, listen, it's not a this or that. Like I do spiritual coaching, they're business coaching. Like this is a this and that, like add this in. And they're like, well, I really don't want to do it yet, et cetera, et cetera. And I'm like, if their coaching was working, you know, how come you're not at the place where you want to be? And they're like, well, huh, I haven't thought about it that way. You know, so sometimes it's just asking the right questions. Now, I'd like to follow up. I think that's really good. I'm actually going to put your number two or your number three in for you because you said it when we started the show, which is stop selling and start creating sales conversations. And, and I, I think that's a valuable strategy for Startup Nation. Oh that they're not doing. And that's why they're struggling to make their first 100K. They're yeah. trying to sell people on their product or service rather than saying, hey, just have me at the table. You know, let me be your extra. Just give me a chance to be there and show you what I got. You don't have to buy. I'm totally fine if you don't. Well, what and, you and add to, that? to add to that is there is no one person, there's no one product that is going to get somebody from A to Z. In this day and age between the technology and between some of the crap that we go through, you're absolutely right. Sometimes you're having spiritual warfare. Sometimes you're just lacking business knowledge. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you need you know, just a really good advisor who might understand the accounting and the legal side of things, but you can't assume that one person is going to be your golden ticket. Mm. And I think the old days of one, one of the things I'm super excited about in the coaching world right now is I think the boutique coaches really are coming into like, this is their time because a lot of the big coaches that we've known, the online coaches that we've known, you know, they've, they've never changed their model. They've never mm. changed their program. And things have changed in so many ways. I, I think I'm in agreement with you, right? Because I know several coaches that they're boutique coaches. Right. Never heard of them before, but they work in these little niches be underneath the niches. And they're doing 250K a year consistently, yep. providing a nice lifestyle for their families and loving what they do. And why? And, and because they've niched, because they've yeah. really focused in and said, I'm going to work with accountants who need help with, you know, staffing and logistics in their business. I'm going to work with lawyers who need more, you know, types of programs for their business. They're very specific. I agree with you. I think you're right. Uh, one of my previous guests, Quinnell uh, Dixon, he's also a spiritual coaching client of mine, um, which is cool. Great success story. He was a listener of this podcast uh, by listening for a year, he hit his first 100K ever in his life. Wonderful. And then he asked if he can, uh, if I could mentor him. So he became a client as well. But he spoke about that. Um, how he did it was he niched three levels down. And that yeah. was the key. He's like, the money was at the third level down. That's where I started making the money. So right. it really speaks to what you're saying. Can you believe we're out of time already, girl? I can. Like, I like, can. like. We just, it goes like this, lightning. It does, right? And this is such a great conversation. I know we're just scratching the surface of the wisdom and knowledge and value you bring. 
but really a, a very holistic conversation here. We brought health, we brought spirituality, and we brought making money into it. Um, and I think these are all part of it. So uh, I wanted to say, uh, Startup Nation, we're speaking with Abigail Tiefenthaler. You can find her at sweetspotstrategies.com. That's sweetspotstrategies.com. Go find out more about what she's doing. Have a sales conversation with her. You don't have to buy anything, but give her a shot at your table, right? And see how she can contribute to you and your brand because you're probably stuck right now. If you don't know what that, that spark is that she spoke about, underneath like the why of why you're doing what you're doing how you got into it she could bring that out of you and then align strategically align your entire brand around that so it's aligned with you so that you don't feel sleazy as a salesman and selling 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 but you can show up confidently with your clients and really just start having those sales conversations hey let's see if we want to work together kind of like okay. an adventure and it makes it really fun. All right. So, Abigail, uh, welcome to the Hustle Round. This is my favorite part of the show. I'm going to ask you 10 quick fire questions. You'll have about three seconds to answer each. Don't overthink it. It's just for fun. Are you ready? Yeah. All right. Abigail, what's your favorite thing about being an entrepreneur? Uh, um, freedom. What's your least favorite thing? Freedom. <laughs> Two-edged sword, right? What are you most afraid of? Not being liked. Mm, very human. What did you spend way too much time doing your first year in this business? Oh, um, marketing without a good brand. Yeah, right? Kind of like spaghetti on the wall. Let's see what sticks. Yep, a lot of wasted time and money. What secret fear do you have about people? Um, wow, I don't... We all have one, kind of like how they see us, how we show up to them, et cetera. What secret fear do you have about people in general? That and they're if, not truthful. Yeah, that, I get that. that. They, when they tell me they're being truthful, they're not, because I am full transparency. Yeah, got it. What do you wish you had learned sooner in your business? To build bigger. Build bigger, got it. What is a new habit you want to form? Um, a little more self-care. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Got it. And what's a bad habit you want to break? A little less self-care. <laughs> <laughs> Pick three words to describe who you are now. Um, loyal, uh, dedicated, and uh, fiercely supportive of your cause. Wow. I like that. Pick three words to describe who you were your first year in business. Um, a cougar. Like not, not sexually cougar, but you know, just very, very like not afraid. I mean, just, I, so that would be one. Um, um, relentless mm. and um, never giving up, what, what, you know, whatever. Yeah, I got that. Yeah, that's a powerful force right there. All right. And last question. If you could come back to life after you died, look your family and friends in the eye and give them only one piece of advice, what would you say to them? Don't get out of shape. Don't get out of shape. <laughs> yeah, I agree with that. Don't get out of shape physically. Don't get out of shape spiritually. Don't get out of shape emotionally. Right? We're body, mind, and spirit people. I always right. say the hardest thing is like, it's so much harder to build it back up than it is to not have it go down. <laughs> you are so right. 
Abigail, any final wisdom? What's the one thing you want my listener to know about making their first 100K this year? If you really are built for entrepreneurship, nothing will stop you. And um, the road is, is, you know, paved any way you want it to be paved. Um, so go create and be you and you'll find those are your greatest assets. Awesome. And what's the best way for Startup Nation to get in touch with you? Anyway, I'm actually, my phone numbers are actually on all my social media, um, on my website. So feel free to reach out, Abigail Tiefenthaler or um, Sweet Spot Strategies. I'm, I'm pretty easy to find. Awesome. And the way you spell Abigail, A-B-I-G-A-I-L. And then Tiefenthaler is T-I-E-F-E-N-T-H-A-L-E-N. R. R. That's what I meant. Yeah. <laughs> you right. You right. I couldn't even read my own R. Okay. And Startup Nation, do you love listening to your first 100K podcast? Do you love the show? Do you love listening to guests like Abigail who show up no matter what? They show up and put in the work and they share their stories, their brokenness, their humanity with you, their struggles, their doubts, their fears. Do you love the, hearing these types of stories like Abigail's? If you do, go ahead and subscribe to the show if you haven't done so yet and share the show with people you care about. Stop being a content hog. Sometimes we just like, <laughs> we kind of like, oh, this is a great show. And we keep it private. We keep it to ourselves. Share. That's how you open yourself up to more opportunities in your own life. Also, uh, Startup Nation, I want to invite you jump on a spiritual clarity call with me. If you're in your business and you're making money, but you feel empty on the inside, like something's missing spiritually or emotionally, and I know that's going on for you right now. Maybe you're winning in business and you're making your first 100K or your first million, but you feel emotionally broke. Or your relationship, your, your, your uh, marriage is headed towards a divorce. If you wanna get your spouse back, that's specifically what I help you do. If maybe your kids haven't, you know, they're giving you dirty looks because you really don't have a real connection with them because you haven't been in their life for the past 10 years because you've been building your business empire. I help you get your kids back. Like this is specifically what I do. Or maybe your relationship with God has never been there. You know none of him, you know religion and all that, but you feel this emptiness in your heart. Like what's your purpose? Why are you here? If you want to know that, that's what I help you with. So jump on a, a clarity call with me, a spiritual clarity call. You can find that at josephwarren.net forward slash possibilities. That's josephwarren.net forward slash possibilities. Abigail, thank you so much for being on our show today. You're an amazing guest. You showed up powerfully. You contributed right from that hospital uh, room that you're in, and you just impacted the world in 85 countries plus where our listeners are. And I just want to say you're an amazing human being. I love who you are. Thanks for being on the show. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you for having me, always. Startup Nation, you cannot show up authentically in your business without building faith in your business. If you want to have that conversation on the faith side of things, go check out my other podcast called Broken Catholic. On that show, I interview all different guests about why the world isn't working right now. Plus, I tackle unspeakable topics that you may secretly struggle with, but won't admit. We got to get your faith right to get your business right. Go to brokencatholic.com. 
I'm Joseph Warren and you were made for greatness. So stop being a wuss and start being a winner. Have a blessed day and I'll see you right back here next week.